Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Singerman, and my interim co-host, PJ Braun. PJ, what's in the news for this week? Oh, if anyone is Bill Heath's biggest threat for the Olympia, the Tampa Pro Breakdown, Evan Setsapani in Brazil, A Day in the Life of Kai Green, The Love Life of Mr. Dave Palumbo, all this week on Access Bodybuilding. First of all, before we even get going, PJ, I have to give a big thank you to you, sir. Because as PJ Braun pointed out to me before the show started, he's doing this strictly as a favor to me, doing a show that he does not get paid for, but I do, and that takes a lot of time out of his day that he could otherwise be using for things that are better. Right? <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm honored to be on the show. Did I, did I do the headlines? Did I do it like cute, like as good as uh, Christina? Was it cute? Or like, should I like not try to be cute? No, no, I liked, I liked how that you put a little inflection on some of them on the, like the love life. You added Mr. Dave Palumbo. I like that. And yeah, you did good. I think you did good. I mean, Christina has a little bit more of a, like a sultry voice than you, but you know, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. I'm, I'm, I can only hope to, uh, Fill her shoes, you know, and try. <laughs> Fill her little red pumps. Her little, her little, <laughs> little precious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you, if anybody could, PJ, you, you certainly could. So, um, anyway, Christina Boynich, if people are wondering, is out for the week. She is not feeling well tonight, and uh, we gave her a break. So, instead, you got PJ Braun. Uh, let's start off, PJ, with the very first story on our list. And who is the biggest challenger to Mr. Olympia Phil Heath? And um, basically, this story comes from Pro Bodybuilding Weekly, um, Dan Solomon's show with Lee Thompson and Chad Nichols. And uh, they kind of spent the, the, actually the whole hour talking about who is Phil Heath's biggest challenger. And I thought it'd be interesting for you and I to weigh in on this, because this is really the first year, PJ, that uh, Mr. Olympia hasn't really had... Um, a challenger, a main kind of like head-to-head competition. You know, obviously with with uh, Jay, we had uh, you know Dexter, and we had Phil, and then before that with Ronnie, we had Jay, and uh, and so on and so forth, all the way back to um, the days with Dorian, where we had Flex or Sean or, or uh, Kevin. This year, it's really there's nobody really head-to-head. There's really nobody like right behind Phil, at least not not hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that there are, in my opinion, uh, three people who have potential to, to upset Phil. I think if Phil is off, um, but I think Phil has to be off for one of these three guys to actually beat him. I think a, an on Phil Heath remains uh, Mr. Olympia for yet another year. All right, go through your list. Who's your three? Let's talk about three and why. Well, um, I think that the, the obvious one you would have to assume would be Branch Warren because he's a two-time Arnold winner um, and he's been second at the Olympia behind Jay Cutler so I mean as far as uh, the contest history he's he's arguably you know you know, got the most credentials of the guys that are around right yeah. now. I, I think. I think. Let's let's stop for a second with Branch because you make a good point. I think that if if anybody is really second on numbers alone, it would be Branch. Um, that that you made all those are good points. The only thing that, that makes me hesitant with Branch is that when I think of Branch, I just don't think like he doesn't feel to me. You know how usually when the guy's second or behind Mr. Olympia or, or the front runner. Branch just doesn't feel like that to me. Even when he plays second, he really didn't feel like that to me. I didn't yeah, feel like he was. I completely see what you're saying. He just doesn't 
see it like a, a Mr. Olympia. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like it's like going to use that to segue into my next guy. It reminds me, PG, before you go, it reminds me of the uh, a presidential race. You know, you can just like sometimes you just know that they're not the president. You're like this guy will never be the president. He couldn't. You're, you're uh, going in and out a little bit. I'm not hearing you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, but you were just going in and out, and I couldn't hear you. It sounds it sounds to me, it, it feels to me like a presidential race where you know that the front runner, he seems like the president, but the guy behind him, you just can't imagine being the president. Makes sense? Yes, makes complete sense. Who's next? I think that um, Branch Warren at his best just can't beat a Phil Heath at 10% off his best simply on, on how much superior Phil Heath's structure is. I agree. Uh, now, if you want to talk about somebody who's got a structure to be Mr. Olympia, uh, who seems to be hot once again, uh, I think Dennis Wolf, and an improved Dennis Wolf from the Arnold, uh, could po- possibly be a Mr. Olympia. Um, it seems like, uh, you know, structurally, of all the guys that are out there right now, he seems to have the most tools uh, to be a Mr. Olympia. He's got the height, he's got the size, he's got a really impressive um, taper. Um, you know, he's been criticized for his lack of calves and his lower back development. Um, but, I mean, obviously he's got enough to be, you know, second at the Arnold. And a lot of people thought he should have won the Arnold. Um, I think that an improved uh, Dennis Wolf could, could stir things up a little bit. I, but, again, I still think that Phil Heath has to be off. I agree. I agree there again. And Dennis Wolf would have to be really, really on. He flattens way out. You notice that Arnold, he, when, he, when he poses, he flattens out like mid. He comes out great, and then, you know, three minutes in, he looks flat as a pancake. Yeah, I mean, Dennis Wolf, when he first comes out, I mean, just looking at him next to somebody like Evan Sentapani, who's huge, and he stands out as the biggest guy there. I mean, he's a monster of a man, um, and, and he still has a very aesthetic shape. You know, he's got a lot of tools, but, you know, it seems as... as as the, the, the judging goes on, he actually gets worse and worse, where some guys like a Phil Heath, I think, will typically get better and better, um, and that could work against him until he figures out you know, how to remedy that situation. I agree. I agree I, I agree with you there, too. I think that, uh, that he has potential. He's another one that doesn't really feel like a Mr. Olympia to me, though. You know what I mean? He's missing too much. He has no caps. Yeah. And those lower lats... They, they just haven't seemed to be in there. He, like you said, the structurally, especially from the front, he looks unbelievable, but he's missing so much, you know? There's one more guy who I could see uh, in this group, and we've been talking about him for years. Um, I, I still don't necessarily see him as being a, a, a Mr. Olympia, but he certainly has tools, and that would be Kai Green. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and every year it's talked about, is Kai Green going to come in the shape we want to see him in, and is that shape going to be good enough to be Mr. Olympia? I mean, this is a guy who's going to be guaranteed in the top five, but can't, can't seem to dial it in the right way anymore. Um, I mean, more muscle than anybody on that frame. I mean, he's a freak. Um, but once again, I don't really see him. I just don't view Kai Green as a Mr. Olympia either for some reason. Um, I'm actually going to um, pick Kai Green as my number two because he's the only one that I feel has any kind of shot because he has that he, you, you, like you said he's got more muscle uh, per square inch than anybody else and it hangs off him like Ronnie Coleman muscle and when he's in shape he's freaky 
Um, so if he were at his very best, like the New York pro, when he looked crazy, crazy, and Phil Heath was very, very off, like when he had the food, you know, alleged food poisoning, yeah. I could see something crazy happening. But it's like you said, it's still, it's hard to imagine because Phil seems so dominant. We don't really have anybody right now. Even with crazy Kai Green at his best and all the guys you named, um, I don't feel like we have anybody really. You know, I, I almost feel like none of those guys are really number two. Yeah, I think that we're going to see at least one more year, possibly two more years of, of a, a you know powerful reign by Phil Heath, and then I think that the person that's going to be pushing him is going to be Evan Santapani. Oh. I think it may take a year or two more, but Evan is the one person that's that's out there in bodybuilding that I actually view as a Mr. Olympia. He's got the height, he's got the frame. He gets in the condition. Uh, he carries himself very, very well. He would be a very good ambassador for the sport. Um, they obviously, judges obviously like him. Um, I think he's got a lot of good things going for him. He's got youth on his side. But I, I think that he needs a couple more years um, to fill himself out a little more before he can really push Phil. And I, I think that we'll see Phil certainly as Mr. Olympia this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him again as Mr. Olympia the year after. Um, I could, I could see that, but you know, the we're, we're, our next, I guess the good, this is a good segue. Our next, um, our next topic is the Tampa Bay Pro Show, and there's actually a few guys in the Tampa Bay Pro Show who have potential, Mr. Olympia potential, written on them, and um, maybe, maybe even more so than than Evan, just by the by the shape of them. And the one that comes to mind right away is um, Sean Roden. I happen to uh, see Sean Roden guest pose at the Southern States, and I've been getting updated uh, progress pics of him pretty regularly. And uh, Sean Roden is pretty amazing, pretty amazing. He he, yeah. he weighed in. Remember when he won his pro card, he was two twelve. Right now, he's he's going to be on stage in the in the mid two forties, and he just looks unbelievable. He got his belly button fixed, also his hernia makes a big difference. Yeah, he is certainly. Uh, Phil Heath-esque or Phil Heath-like yeah. you know he's got really round muscle bellies deep insertions and um, you know he's he's got Chris Acido in his corner now so you know we haven't seen the, the true true conditioned Flexitron yet and I think that when we do he's I mean this guy's beating people you know at 90% seeing him at 100% or even you know better than that you know his best ever is going to be pretty uh, pretty impressive um, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Pro List so we can kind of break it down. I'm just going to name the, the, the guys that are going to make an impact or could make an impact, and there are a lot of them on this list. This could very well be the best show of the year so far, including Arnold, honestly, because there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot more guys that are the potential to really upset the apple cart. You got Lee Banks. Okay. You got Brandon Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Tony Freeman. Okay. Jason Huh. Yep. Todd Jewell. Okay. Sean Roden. Okay. Uh, Keith Williams making his pro debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolly Winkler. Okay. And he did Tadayama Gishi. Wow, that is going to be a stacked lineup. I mean, those are those are all guys, with the exception of Keith maybe being in his pro debut. These are all guys who can win pro shows. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so we haven't seen um, Brandon Curry yet this year, have we? Um, I think he did a show earlier and it was disappointing. He did at least he did one that, that he didn't turn out too good. He's one of those guys that's got to be a hundred percent on, or he or he looks you know if he's a little soft, he's all the way soft. When he is hundred percent on, though, he's he's a threat. He's a top ten Olympia guy. He placed what uh, ninth, right? Um, eighth or ninth? Yeah, eighth. I think he was. Uh, Ruley, we haven't seen this year yet, have we? I've seen some crazy pictures of Ruley, and you know you can't go by pictures necessarily. 
um, off-season pictures. But, man, if he comes in New York pro shape, um, there's no telling what he could do. Um, you know, he has, he's had a real hard time. Him and Sybil, uh, grandma, he calls him the trainer, have had a hard time getting his condition back to what it was when we saw him and we were so impressed. Yeah. And when he's not in that kind of condition and he's standing next to guys um, like, for example, a Tony Freeman, he looks very small, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so supposedly he's put on 20 pounds of stage weight. Um, and then he's going to be in the 260s instead of the 240s. I don't know if that, you know, of course everybody wants to hype themselves up and say this is going to be their best ever, but I think even if we see him slightly bigger, even 10 pounds, 5 pounds bigger, in that same condition, he could be at the top of this list. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that for him, it's not really a question of being any bigger. He just needs to be in that that nasty, dry condition again. Right. You know, he beat all those guys in the New York Pro, when he was in that nasty dry condition. If he can bring that back, even with a couple pounds, he's going to be a threat. I mean, this is a show that would be exciting to be at because you got a lot of guys that you don't see all the time at this show. Well, I'll be there. I don't think I will. No, you, will you be there? No. no. I, I, I would like to. Um, I don't I don't see it happening. I mean, I have a couple girls competing down there, so I would like to be there for that as well. But yeah, I don't yeah. think the move will be happening that fast. Yeah, you'll be at Boca, which should just put you a, a few hours away to drive, but this will be happening on the 11th. Definitely. I'm, you won't I'm interested in seeing how they, they place uh, Gittitata in the show. You know, I'm not a huge Gittitata fan. Yeah, me either. And the judges like him a lot. You know, he's beaten, he's beaten big guys many times. Um, and to me, he always looks a little bit soft. Um, even when he's really, really on, he still looks a little bit soft. He's very polished with his presentation, um, but I, I think that he's going to look really small and 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 really not aesthetic either uh, against a lot of these guys that are in this show. So it'll be interesting to see um, how well they place him because he usually fares well. Yeah, I like Kitatata very much as a person. Uh, as a bodybuilder, I'm just not that big a fan. You know, he's like you said, he's great, great poser. Um, I think he's uh, a super nice guy, but you know. I'm not like a big fan. Sometimes it's hard for me to understand how he does as well as he does, actually. Yeah. And in this lineup, with the kind of guys that we have in this in this lineup, I wouldn't. I would normally, if it wasn't, if I weren't going back on past history, I would normally would put him out of the top five. Uh, but I almost think he's one of the favorites to win because of how well he's done in the past. You know, what's interesting is a guy like Kitatata will do well, but a guy like Eduardo Correa won't. And um, you know, personally, think that Eduardo Correa actually um, blows Kitatata away. You're not. You're not. He's not in this show, though. No, no. Just I'm in general. Growing a guy who's like similar in size and stature. Um, but you know, you'll 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 see Hitatata go and beat a lot of these bigger guys, and he's beaten Tony Freeman before, hasn't he? Yeah, Hitatata has. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's 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 going to be interesting to see if, if he really comes in, you know, at his 100 percent. How they? Play. I mean, you, I can't possibly see a, a, a Hitatata at 100 percent beating a Tony Freeman or a Sean Roden or a Brandon Curry that comes in at 100%, but, you know, you never know how those guys are going to come in. Um, so, I guess one of the other wild cards, we haven't seen uh, Jason Hunt in a while. He's a Florida resident from uh, Sarasota, Florida. And um, I, there's been some pictures floating around. I showed you one of his pictures, remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, he, he actually guest posed recently at a Florida show, so it's not a secret anymore that how he looks. I mean, he is a, a big, monstrous brick of an Asian man. Yes. Um, and he's definitely put on even more size again. Um, the problem is with Jason is that he now he has a lot, a lot of muscle, especially on a, you know, he's actually not that short. He's on five nine, so he's not short, but he looks very stocky. Um, on that kind of stocky frame, he's carrying so much muscle now that he really has to be in shape. Yeah, you know, he he's he's so big 
but he maybe got big so fast that he kind of like lost a little bit of the separation. Yeah. Um, so I think that he needs to be super, super hard and dry. He needs to be dry uh, to farewell. I mean, he's got more muscle than anybody. Um, but for him to do well, I think for them to not, uh, you know, really be hard on him, he's got to be super, super dry in his condition. It might even be worth it for him to really push the envelope to even, you know, like Dave Palumbo likes to bring in his guys a little bit sucked down and almost a little bit flat. Um, that look may work better for Jason Howe because he's got more than enough muscle. What do you think about our two debuts? Um, uh, we got, um, first off, we have Todd Jewell, and we also have Keith Williams both making their pro debut. Yeah, I think um, I could see Todd doing something in the show. I don't know if I, if I would see Keith Williams uh, being a factor in this lineup. Keith told me he just wanted to get on the pro stage as soon as possible to be up there with some of these guys that he's looked forward to competing against, like Tony Freeman. So I don't know what, you know, I'm sure he'd like to make top five or, you know, even win. Uh, but I think Keith, Keith is pretty reasonable with his um, with he just wants to beat some of these guys who are already pros. Yeah, I'm all for that. I 100 percent support that. I mean, I, I'm all for pros competing. You know, and you want to get you know get your pro card after years and years of years of chasing it. Why not jump right into a show? You're already in shape. Um, you know, he's just structurally not as impressive as some of these other guys. He's a big dude. Um, but most of these guys that he's been going against are guys that shot right into the pros and have had a lot of success. And, you know, he's a guy that struggled for year after year after year, finally got it. You know, I, I think for him to, you know, have any kind of impact on the pros, he's going to probably have to keep struggling and keep working and improving. He's not going to make an immediate impact. Now, Todd Jewell is a monster of a man. He's yes. going to be on stage at over 270. Um He's got, you know, he doesn't have the best structure, but I think people are going to be surprised. He sent me some progress picks recently, and uh, he's looking very impressive. I think Todd Jewell uh, will definitely surprise some people at this show. Yeah, Todd has some impressive shots. You know, he's got such a big structure. So, you know, his front lat spread and a couple of those those poses of his, he just looks really, really monstrous. I think, you know, he may be lacking a little bit of the thickness just because of his, you know, his frame is so monstrous. Um, but if he really dials in his condition, you know, condition's going to be what separates guys at this show. All right, so let's do our predictions. Uh, you want to do um, some predictions for top five? Um, run through the list to me one more time. Um, Lee Banks, Brandon Curry, Tony Freeman, Jason Ha. Todd Jewell, uh, Sean Roden, Keith Williams, Ruley, Winkler, and Hina Tata. Uh, you want me to go first? You go first, yeah. All right, I'm going to go first place. I'm going to go uh, uh, first will be Sean Roden. Second will be Ruley Winkler. Third will be Tony Freeman. Uh, fourth will be Jason Ha. And fifth will be Hina Tata Yamagishi. I might actually switch those around and put up. Uh, I, I, I take back my. I'm going to put Jason Hunt in fifth and Hidetada in fourth. Um, okay. Um, our lists are, are pretty similar. I mean, I could try to put more thought into it and come up with something more creative now that you just did yours. But I'm going to have um, Sean Roden in first. Uh, I'm going to put uh, Tony Freeman in second. Ruli Winkler in third. Um, Hidetada in fourth. Jason Ha in fifth. So neither one of our lists did Brandon Curry make it. You just don't think he's going to be totally 100%. Yeah, you know sure. what I was going to add in at the end that I, I think my um, my sixth guy, the guy that will be right on the outside, I think is going to be Brandon Curry. And I think that if Brandon Curry nails it, he could certainly be in that lineup. Uh, he could knock one of those guys out e easily. But he has to nail it um, because, like you said earlier, when he comes off, he really doesn't look like the same guy. So, I agree. You know, there's guys that are going to be there that I can guarantee you that Lee Banks will be in good shape. Um, 
you know, I, I've never really seen Lee Banks not in good shape, you know, on how good of a shape, you know, we'll, we'll see after the show. But, you know, it, it's 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 such a deep lineup that a guy as good as Lee Banks, I don't see being a, fa- a factor in the top five or six. Yeah. The problem is that so many people waited last minute to get try to qualify, that now there are going to be a lot of guys that are going to be, you know, ass out when it comes, because a lot of these guys are not going to make it. Well, when, when I look at this lineup of guys, you know, I, I, I really think that Sean Roden is the guy with the most talent in this group. I'd hate to see the Olympia, you know, this year without Jason Ha in the mix, and, I, and I'd hate to see it without Tony Freeman in the mix also. Um, so it, it's definitely going to make for an interesting show. You know, these guys got to bring their best now. Absolutely. All right, PJ, let's go to a commercial break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. The 28 high-protein bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 high-protein bread. P28 high-protein bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX muscle approved. So are you from Australia paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia. In bodybuilding. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 60XO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigerman, and I got my uh, interim co-host uh, for this evening, PJ Broad. And we're moving on with the next story, Evan Sentapani in Brazil. And um, this is a story that really wouldn't mean much to most people, but since I know uh, you're close friends for many years with Evan, I wanted to... Um, get some insight of yours on um, on him traveling to kind of tell people a little bit about 
about Evan and his dislike for leaving his home. You know, he kind of, from from my understanding, Evan doesn't like to travel much because he just likes to be on a schedule and have his things and and basically live a life of that he is able to. I don't know, be on a schedule. He's got his routine, I guess you would say, and taking him out of his routine and traveling to another country or someplace else. It's not really something he likes. Also, I don't think he doesn't really love interacting with fans. Is all that accurate? Um. You know, I don't. I think that as he's gotten a little bit older, the actual like fan interaction part, um, he's gotten more used to that. And it's not that he doesn't like it. He's just a little bit more. I don't want to use the word shy, but he's just a little bit more reserved. You know, he's not the kind of person that's going to go out there and, and be looking for attention and, and be wanting to you know be the center of attention. That's that's not Evan at all. So you know, for him to go out and have people swarming him, um, I think at first is a little bit overwhelming for him. But now he's accepted that. You know, it's part of the sport, and that you know he, he gives you know a bit of a role model to to certain people. Now, I was pretty uh, blown away to hear that he was going to Brazil, and I, I lost touch with Evan. Um, you know, the past I'd say five days before USA's, um, I had talked to him about a week out. You know, we went over some of my uh, plans for the last week of the show and how I was doing and stuff. And um, you know, we didn't have too long of a conversation and, you know, it certainly didn't come up. And if it did, I, I would be really shocked because I could tell you that Evan didn't even like to drive from Connecticut to New York, for, you know, for the New York shows. Like people be like, oh, is Evan going to be here? And I'd be like, nah, he's dieting. He doesn't want to travel, you know, and they'd be like, it's only an hour. <laughs> you, know? Mm. So, um, you know, Evan, um, he is extremely regimented, um, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but, you know, he doesn't. You know, he won't eat out of plastic or he doesn't, you know, you know, use plastic or styrofoam or anything like that. You know, he, he travels with all glass containers uh, with his food. So that makes traveling, you know, a little bit more of a pain in the ass as well. Um, and when he's in contest prep mode, I mean, he, you know, he is very just routine. It's the same day in and day out. He preps his meals at the same time. You know, he spends his time with his family. He does, goes to the gym at the same time. You know, it's extremely routine. So I, I am really shocked. That uh, he is in Brazil, and then going to Australia—that's that's a lot. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he's realized the uh, the business. I, I think uh, benefits of this now that he has a family uh, and the income that he could be bringing it in from. And I'm sure that has a, a you know a, a greatest factor of why he's traveling. Um, you know, because he is a very smart businessman. Um, but I'm I'm still shocked to, to hear that he's in Brazil. Just to give a. Uh an interesting uh, anecdote. When me and you went to uh, Gold's Gym New Haven to work out, we met with Evan after, and it, this was in his off season, and he couldn't come out to eat because he had he wanted to, he didn't want to go have pizza because he had he wanted to go eat home and eat fish. Yes, yes. You know, for Evan to actually go out and eat, you know, like if he's really, really like training hard and pushing himself, and you know, feels like his body can handle it, you know, he'll go out and have like a. Uh, burger or something like at a good burger joint you know he's not going to McDonald's or a crappy fast food place um, you know he would take me to this place um, I think it was in Fairfield called uh, Tucker's either in Stanford or Fairfield really 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 awesome burger but I mean they're using like good quality beef you know really really good ingredients you know that, that's the kind of thing that Evan's going to go splurge on so you know for him to be in another country that long is uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty shocked by it yeah, with no food. You think he's part of the way? I mean, obviously you're just speculating, but you think? <laughs> excuse me. You think that um, he is t- making sure that he has his food prepared when he's there, or you think he's he's not eating out every meal? I'm sure. Um, I mean, I would guess that he had to. You know, I'm sure he put a lot of uh, thought into that. Now, I've um, traveled with Evan before, and he has a vacuum sealer. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so he'll prepare a bunch of his fish and stuff like that, and he'll vacuum seal it and then freeze it. 
you know, so he could travel with it. But I'm, I'm assuming, you know, being in another country like that, Brazil, for not that long, that he's probably got some kind of, uh, you know, food arrangement worked out. I don't even think that they allow you to do that, to uh, bring food through customs like that, frozen food. For another country, through customs? Yeah, I, I really... I don't remember, to be honest with you, when I went to Costa Rica, how, how thorough they were with the food like that. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't, but who knows? I know into the United States, you definitely can. Yeah. I, you can definitely, um, I think, you know, the cooked, you know, perishable goods and stuff like that, they may have issues with that, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe if you froze it all and put it in a suitcase and checked it in, maybe, I don't know. It, you know, I'm not sure of how the laws are with that. I'm, you, I'm really shocked that he's in Brazil. Well, you made a really good point, though. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that um, when you find out you're having a baby, or I'm sure when you have a baby, your your outlook changes, and you, you maybe you do things that were less comfortable for you for the good of your family or the good of your or your kid or wife or whatever. So I'm sure you make a good point. Uh, it's very hard to leave money on the table. So I know, I mean, for me, I know that if somebody told me, look, you're going to have to go for a week to someplace I really, even, I mean, I don't know, Brazil sounds like great to me, but maybe like comparing that to me, to Evan, maybe if they said, listen, you got to go to Siberia. In negative forty degrees, but you're going to walk away with twenty grand for the week. I would suck it up and go to Siberia. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, obviously, when you have a family, you know, you have to put your family first, and I'm I'm sure that that had to be, you know, a big factor in, in his decision of traveling like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next story. The day in the life of Kai Green. Um, this comes from a video that uh, Mike Pulsinella put out, and Mike Pulsinella is, you know, uh, well known now for his Kai Green videos, his uh, Victor, uh, Victor videos. Of course, he had originally his brother. The videos he did with his brother. Um, what was that one called? I can't remember now. Raising the bar. Raising the bar with uh, with Dave Pulsanella. Yes. And so um, he's built a name for himself. So I had to watch this video, and I always find Kai very interesting. And so. The video, if you can go check it out, it's it's available on uh, on uh, Flex, or if you go to the boards, the Arcs Muscle boards, you can find it on there. I posted a thread on it. Um, I find Kai Green very interesting because I feel like Kai has not changed his life very much since he has met with so much success. Yes. And um, I, I'm not going to give away Kai's numbers, but I, I'm pretty sure I know how much money Kai is making, and I could pretty much assure you that um, that if Kai wanted to, he could live in a very different manner than he lives. Um, even the, I know that he just recently bought a townhome um, pretty near where he originally lived in the in the ghetto area that he lived, uh, the projects. It's not that far away. It's, it's a much nicer place, but it's still like, I mean, he could, do, he could do a lot of things that he's not doing. For example, you know, not having a car and, you know, dealing for other people for transportation and just how, he, how he's currently living and certainly how he was living until recently. It seems unnecessary to me, but I wanted to hear your opinion after watching the video, what you think of um, how necessary it is. Is, it, is, it, is that part of the reason that Kai Green's so good? No, not at all. Uh, Kai Green has exceptional genetics. I mean, we, we know that. Um, look at what he looked like when he won the team universe when he was completely natural how, how freakish he was um, I find Kai Green um, to be interesting but I also find him to be kind of boring um, I don't really care to listen to Kai Green uh, ramble in his videos I like to look at him I think he's awesome to look at um, uh, I think that sometimes his long winded you know uh, theories and, and you know projections that he makes of whatever point that he's trying to make can sometimes take so long that just after a while I just like okay let's fast forward through this um, as far as his lifestyle um, well 
he's just an interesting guy. I mean, um, you know, the whole like sweatsuit year-round thing and sweating and stuff like that. What did you think? What did you think of the part? This is one of the parts that I found most fascinating when he was cooking the fish and he's talking to uh, Mike Pulse, uh, Pulsanella, and Pulsanella finally had to ask him. He goes, "Does God, why do you have all of the burners on?" Because everybody he was. Pulsanello is covered in sweat, yeah. and Kai's wearing a sweatshirt, you know, a hoodie, whatever, and a shirt, all covered up like normal. And he's, he has some, <laughs> why you have all of the burners on? Obviously, he's only using one to cook. So why are all of them on? And uh, Kai said he just likes to sweat. You know, it's like good, it's good. Like is he, he was wondering, Mike was wondering if there's a reason for this. And he was like, no, it's just like, you know, it's hotter. You know, like he, he really had no justification for it. He's just like, no, this is how it's got, I do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing that perhaps he may hold a shitload of water um, and that he probably just feels better sweating it out. Uh, perhaps it's so uncomfortable that he just feels better sweating it out. I mean, when I first met Kai back in, like, 2007, I mean, it, it was summertime, and I was in a tank top. It was, like, 95 degrees outside, and, you know, he was in jeans and a hoodie, you know, at, at a show in New Jersey, and, and I was talking to him outside, and I said, are you hot? And his response was, I'm quite comfortable, actually. <laughs> watching him pour sweat. I mean, he was pouring sweat. Um, you know, and I was just like, okay, you know, this guy's definitely weird. Um. <laughs> and I, I, I've always felt like that Kai is just kind of weird. You know, I'm, I, I bet you that the whole sweatshirt thing is some strange psychological thing that probably goes back to his childhood. That, you know, perhaps, you know, only a... a well-educated therapist could really explain to us, but I, I wonder if it has something to do with uh, insecurities, like that he yeah, is. That's 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 what I was getting at. You like, know? did he feel small? I really so. don't believe that he's comfortable. You know, because look at him—he's pouring sweat. I mean, it's obvious <laughs> he's pouring sweat too. Right. Um, you know, so I think it's some kind of psychological thing. Um, but hey, you know, it's it's not like this is anything new to us. It's Kai Green. This is what we've all come to uh, know and expect from Kai Green at this point. I, I, I'm, I, I hope he's saving his money. You know, I hope he's doing something smart with all the money that he's making. You know, I'd like to see him, you know, have a good life when bodybuilding's done, especially for, you know, how hard it was for him coming up and the struggles that he went through. Yeah, maybe that's all it is, is that he's saving his money because he knows hard times could be right around the corner, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm actually. I got to say that I'm actually the opposite of you. I find Kai Green very uh, fascinating, and like I watched that whole video, and I could have watched a lot more. Uh, even though a lot of his like, there, there's definitely some rambling going on, but I find his thought process uh, very unique. Oh, I won't argue that he's unique. I certainly. <laughs> um, let's move on to our last story of the week. Uh, you can tell the, PJ that this is a um, this is a week that I had to one of these weeks I had to search for stories because there has not been a lot happening this week. This was an off week. There's been no contests uh, coming up this weekend, uh, and the past weekend was USA's, which you competed in, and we could have went into that, but it's all pretty much covered on Heavy Muscle Radio. So as far as the gossip stories, it was a little weak, but one of the one of the stories, the juiciest stories, actually surrounds uh, my boss and both of our friend, uh, Mr. David Palumbo, and. Uh, the owner and operator of rxmuscle.com and species and um, I've received more text messages, emails and questions about Dave dating or potentially marrying I have to be pro Lauren less now than any other story that I can uh, remember in the recent ha history yeah, yeah, it's big news it's big news, you know, before we even talk about that has she picked a um, pro debut yet? um yeah, but I don't think that, that she wants to... It's funny, one of those things, I don't think that she wants to announce it yet, but she's going to do a, a, a pro show in the near future. Okay, 
All right. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how she does that show. And, um, you know. I think she'll do very well. She, but she looks, we were talking about this in Vegas. She looks very different than all the other girls. In other words, she's, she's not, she's prettier. She's got great muscle, but she's not a big girl at all. Well, she's still very young, right? How oh, yeah. 21. 21. Um, you know, I think if you look at the, the average um, girl that's winning or, or doing well in these shows is is certainly a good, probably average 10 years older than that, if not more. Um, if you look at the girls that won shows, you know, uh, Nola Trimble and, um, you know, Sarah Hurley and Juliana Malacarne, and uh, these are all girls that are actually... Most of them are in their mid to late 30s. I think that in the earlier shows in the year, like the ones that Sarah Hurley won, I think that she would have won those shows. Now I'm not as sure. Now I'm not as sure what will happen. You know, they, they, well, you know, uh, they, they certainly were rewarding um, a, a uh, maturely muscled look, but perhaps not a denser look. Now we've seen some more densely muscled girls placing well. Um, and she doesn't really, to me, fit in either one of those categories. She doesn't really have the mature muscle. Um, and she certainly isn't big, but she's definitely very pretty. Yeah. You know, she has great lines. Um, you know, so, you know, there's no surprise why uh, Dave wouldn't be, um, you know, interested in her. Um, she's certainly a very uh, attractive girl. And um, I think that the, uh, the whole uh, attractive wow factor is very important in the women's physique division. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, right now this story is just, uh, you know, it's, it's brand new and it's growing and, you know, I think when they first said that they were going to get married, that was a real big deal, and that didn't happen. So now it's kind of like wait and see what happens. It's funny because at the show, everybody's asking me, like they're looking at them together, and like all the, I'm talking about not like the competitors, I'm talking about like the officials and the <laughs> and all the judges and the um, you know the media. They're all like, "Is this for real? Is this for real?" And um, I feel like a lot of people were like kind of discouraging them, you know, like like I feel like. Especially like Lauren, you know, being that she's 21 and new to the industry, I feel like some of the people like, didn't really even want to see her with Dave, you know what I mean? Um, I think people have the misconception that Dave puts a lot of girls on tons of drugs, which is actually not the case. I think that, that uh, people have the misconception that uh, Dave puts people in general in, in tons of drugs, and I think that everybody would be surprised how conservative Dave is. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's true, but I really think because of the association with species, yeah, you know, I think that they, he, people just assume that Dave puts like is going to ruin this girl. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think that anybody that really knows Dave uh, knows that uh, you know, as far as what Dave is is physically attracted to, it's actually not that kind of look at all. No, so, I mean, no. Um, Colette was Colette Nelson was an exception. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what his ex-wife Barbara looked like, I mean, she was a smoking hot, you know, kind of like fitness model. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, well, let me ask you. Let, let me ask you. This is the thing that people want to know. Their little stories and their gossip, and it's a small, it's a big, but but a small industry. This is what people want to know, PJ. They want to know. Lauren is twenty-one. Dave is almost forty-five. Is that too much of an age difference? Twenty-one and forty-five, in your opinion. You know what? You just cut out when you asked that. And I didn't hear you. In your opinion, is that is that too big an age difference? Uh, in my opinion, yeah, it really is. I, I've got um, man, I think that an older woman can pull off a younger guy, but I, I, I honestly don't think a, a guy should go more than like seven years um, younger than him. And personally, I, even at thirty-one, wouldn't waste my time with a girl under twenty-five. You know, you change a lot between the ages of 20 and 25 and she's going to be a completely different girl when she's 25 I mean I'm sure it's fun right now but to be getting serious 
with a girl that young is a recipe for disaster in my opinion yeah so one thing people probably don't know is Dave is Dave is ready to settle down I think Dave wants kids and wants to get married so do you think 21 this girl is not the not the correct one if you had two I mean obviously you don't know her so we're basing this just on the numbers yeah I, I don't really need to know her there are very very few girls out there that are truly ready to be to be you know settled down and married when they're that young there are there are a few you know there are exceptions to, to the rule but uh, for the most part um, I, I don't believe that anybody should be getting married under the age of 25 these days um, mm. and I think that uh, just tremendous age difference um, can only be a recipe for disaster as time goes on well um, they are really dating and to update everybody Dave and Lauren actually they went from Vegas right from Vegas back to Dave's house he, she spent the whole weekend with Dave in Vegas and as soon as uh, it was time to leave she ended up getting on a plane instead of going to Colorado because the, the plane was delayed she decided to get on a plane with Dave back to New York and that's where they are right now wow um, how long did she stay in New York till you know uh, at least a week is he taking her into the city or are they just sitting in Long Island I don't know. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm going to let Dave give his plans out. But I know that they're there right now, and everything's going well. Well, I mean, there's there's a, a million things to do in New York, and you can have a great, great time. Um, but if Dave decides to get serious, you know, and, and obviously she would be shipped out to Long Island, I think that uh, things would get different very fast if they were together full-time out there. So now I wish Dave nothing but the best. But the best. Yeah. I'm sure if, this, if I was in this situation, Dave would have some choice words for me, some interesting advice uh, for me. So I'm sure. That's why I don't think you should hold anything back because they would be like, you're stupid. You're stupid. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is stupid. It's like the kind of ridiculous thing that you would do, and I would always end up in, in failure, and I would tell you that you're stupid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, um... It'll definitely uh, be an interesting ride. What I find most interesting about this whole thing, and Dave has had no real explanation for me, is why he's been so secretive about other girls that, that he's been with or that we, we've known he's been with and stuff. And then this one, I mean, even girls that he was dating with, Nola, he didn't even announce that they were together and that they, she had moved in ever. And yet this girl, they, they start, just started talking, and he is letting me interview her on the radio. What do you think? Why? You know what? I actually don't have a good answer for that. I, I think usually when you really, really, uh, when you really fall for somebody, when you're really into somebody, you kind of want the world to know. You know, you want to like shout uh, it yeah. from the from the rooftop. That's right? exactly what I think. That's exactly what I think. Really, really into it. I think so. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it makes me laugh the more I think about it. So I can only I wish him the best. I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit in, in private. You know. When you're somebody that's a, a bigger name, you know, especially in the industry like like Dave Palumbo, you know, I hate to make the comparison, but it, it's just kind of funnier to make this comparison. But you know, you got to think about like somebody like Tiger Woods, that's that's you know a, a sports figure and celebrity where you're going to have girls throwing themselves at you, and you know you have to realize like you know these girls are not throwing themselves at me because I'm Tiger Woods and I'm cool. They're throwing themselves at me because I'm Tiger Woods and I'm a you know million dollar sports celebrity, you know and. I'm not saying that Dave is a million dollar, you know, entrepreneur in the, in the bodybuilding world, but, you know, he's certainly a figure that girls are going to, you know, have ulterior motives with him. I'm not saying that that is what I think is happening with this girl. You're certainly alluding to that. Yeah, I certainly think it would be a great idea to go very, very slowly with things uh, just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, uh, I can't disagree with that. I've met her and I got to say that, 
that um, they seem to get along really great. And uh, I can give you an interesting, a funny example. So Dave, I walk into their hotel room in Vegas, and um, it's like three in the morning, and I just finished editing a video or something, and, and I went in there, and Dave is on the computer, doing something on the computer. And uh, Lauren is listening to music loudly and dancing in the middle of the room. And, uh, and Dave was like, I was like, what are you doing? Dave's like, Lauren's dancing. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like, all right, just say goodnight. See you guys tomorrow. And that was, what, was she, what was she dancing to? I don't know. Some kind of, it sounded like Limp Biscuit, but it wasn't. It was some other kind of like uh, rap metal type thing. And she was okay, like, all right, at least it wasn't like, um, yeah. No, it wasn't like yeah. Dubstep or anything. Yeah. Different. No, it was something like Limp Bizkit. I couldn't remember the name of the band. I never heard of them before. And she was she was jamming out by herself and listening to the music real loud, singing along. And was he work? He was working. Yeah, he was working. He was staring at the computer. Yeah, I can't work in that kind of setting. That would drive me crazy after a little while. But um, maybe we'll, that'll happen to Dave too. He's Dave's used to working with a lot of commotion. I don't think it bothered him. I don't think that no, bothered him. I, don't think it will either. I think that it won't bother him unless unless she was like, "Hey, dance with me, dance with me, dance with me." You know what I mean? Yeah. In the beginning, when you're in a situation like that, it's it's surprising um, to people on the outside what you'll go through, but to yourself, like go through some crazy stuff, and, and it won't bother you when you're in the beginning when you're in that that little honeymoon phase. Um, I haven't gotten to meet her yet, so I, I can't give an opinion. You know, it's uh. I, I'm I'm uh, definitely looking forward uh, to being able to watch them together and, and uh, be a part of that. Uh, you'll get a big kick out of it. You'll get a big kick out of it. Yeah. All right, PJ. That's the end of Access Bodybuilding for this week. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I think PJ did a pretty good job of uh, taking over for Christina Voynich. And uh, if you want to hear more of PJ and me, uh, a sillier side, um, check out Iron Empire Radio, which will be available tomorrow night. And uh, in our normal format, you can see a video even on our YouTube page. So uh, check us out tomorrow night. And uh, thank you very much, PJ, for coming on the show. And uh, that's it. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure.